0: Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin... Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host,
1: Leanne. And I'm your host, Lauren. And this week, before we jump into our episode, we want to ask you guys a favor. We are coming up on our 20th episode, and we would like to do an episode where we answer your questions. So if you have a question Mm -hmm. about me or Leanne, or if you have a question about Star Wars, you just want our opinion on something. We would love to do an episode all about that. So yes. please uh, head over to our social media or you can email us at mostthingskenobi at gmail.com or you can contact us through our website, mostthingskenobi.com. Go to the contact page. Drop us a message there. Tell us your yeah. thoughts. Send us your questions. I,
0: I would love a Q&A episode or two, yeah. depending on how many we get. I think it would be fun. Just yes. even if it doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars, you know, like. yeah. Pick our brains.
1: <laughs> yes. You want to know other fandoms we're interested in or other Ooh. head cannons? We've been posting Ooh. a lot of like head cannon stuff the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, hit us up with your questions. We want to do an episode about it. And
0: then this week, we are actually going to focus all on the clones the clones that deserve our love, the clones that deserve our attention, which is all of them. But yes. We're talking about the clone army, everything that we. Can think of and want to talk about we're going to talk about in this episode especially how much we came to really love them mm-hmm. and appreciate them and they got their own show yeah you know a batch of them if you will got their own show but i mean names like rex and cody have become household at this point you know oh, yeah it's no longer just Django. <laughs> you know <laughs> Django and boba it's not like yeah. we've now branched out and fives means something to us than just a number, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! Ninety nine means something more oh than god. just a number. I know. Ninety nine I'm I'm gonna... is ninety nine. Oh, my heart. We can't love you, ninety
1: nine.
0: I put out on Twitter one day. I said it's a day that ends in Y, so let's show some love to ninety nine. And Aww. I put a picture of ninety nine on there, and like it got so many retweets and hearts, and it's because these clones are more than just clones i mean Mm -hmm. first of all massive kudos to d bradley baker oh my gosh oh what the fuck man
1: yeah right freakish talents my god Freakish
0: level of talent he's like a
1: machine
0: (laughs) he literally the the clones have become a family of their own and and, Mm -hmm. you know they they mean more to us now and they begin they really we got to see through the clone wars television show and then the bad batch like how much they mean to other characters, not just the viewers. But, yeah, I think clones became more than just a clone.
1: Well, and they started Clone Wars with that in mind. Like, the very first episode is Yoda with um, a little group of clones trying to get to King Katuku. Um, Yoda takes the time to make sure the clones know that he sees them as individuals. And they even yes. said, you know, we are we all have the same face. And he's like, that doesn't mean that you are all the same person. You each That's have your correct. own personalities, your own interests, your own desires, and that makes you unique. He said that he could read them in the Force as different entities. Yes. And so they start Clone Wars by making that clear, right up in, yes. front and center.
0: And here is a quote from Lama Su, Prime Minister of Kamino. Mm. clones can think creatively you'll find they are immensely superior to droids they are totally obedient taking any order without question we modified their genetic structure to make them less independent than the original host isn't that a little bit
1: cold oh yeah that that does not sit well with me
0: (laughs) no and it's the total opposite of the beginning episode that you just described Mm -hmm. because i think they went into it i mean let's look at it from this point of view they were a science experiment, engineered to fight a war. Mm-hmm. They were disposable, and they became indispensable at mm-hmm. one point. Oh yeah, they were. They were chipped for an for a, a much larger goal that Palpatine had mm-hmm. in mind. But even that didn't affect all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they made choices. They they had free will. And they could think for themselves. And I think of them more than just a science project that was engineered to make a, a, an army. I think that is the that quote is a very cold look. And I think maybe that's where it started. But then it ended much differently. The clones became much more.
1: People might think of them more like how the Kaminoans think of them as like a product mm-hmm. rather than individuals. Like maybe some people in the Senate thought of them that way. And who knows what the general public thought. But, like, the Jedi who fought by their side on a daily basis, I think the majority of them thought of them as individuals. Except maybe that awful Jedi who (laughs) turned to the dark side. What was his name?
0: (laughs) Krell? Yes, thank you. Fuck him. Public service announcement. Fuck Pong Krell. The end. (laughs)
1: Those are great episodes. Guy.
0: Those are amazing episodes. And we get to see... We get to see their loyalty to each other, their ability to reason. I mean, these are not... These are sentient beings that have a mind and a voice of their own. And mm-hmm. it's so empowering when we get to see that instead of just... You know, stormtroopers are dressed the way they are on purpose. So right. you don't see their face. So they, they have... They're just a product of each other. They're just duplicates. They're, they're dominoes, you know? you can get rid of them you don't have to look at them they're just a machine part of a you know a wheel in the cog if you will and i don't think the clones are like that at all and Mm -mm. that 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 whole arc the krell arc what was the name of the arc the actual name i don't even remember was that that was that cool planet with the mist and the neon colors and when we did
1: our um our planet episode afterwards i was like man i forgot to mention that place umbara the umbara arc Umbara,
0: that's it. Yes, the Umbara arc. Um, cool planet. Yeah. Honorable
1: mention, by far. Yes. But fuck Krell, man. Well, that episode, or that arc, really showed the how the clones were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Right. Yes. So they re- reduced their ability to resist independent thinking in some ways, so that they would follow orders. But that meant like being forced to put themselves. In danger because people like Krell thought they were replaceable.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just another body to put in front of a a blaster shot, you know? And
1: so, like, trying to defend themselves and protect themselves. Like, Rex kept trying to follow orders Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't Mm -hmm. working. And finally they kind of staged a coup, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. There was a part of me in that episode thinking, like, Obi-Wan is still there leading an invasion in a different part of the the planet, Mm -hmm. in a different city, like if he was there he would believe them but now it's just like their word against mm-hmm. Krill. so when they have to explain what happens to Obi-Wan you hope he'll believe them of course you assume he will cuz he's a good Jedi yeah. but right they have to do something that's perceived as treason in order to protect themselves and yeah. it's because this Jedi had lost his way and it
0: goes it goes to order 66 if they don't do that's their main function that was that was their main the whole right. thing was just a puppet show to get to the end, which was Order 66. And, like, mm-hmm. we saw the struggle beautifully done in Season 7. The struggle with Rex and the others that were there with, oh. I mean, especially Rex, right? With mm-hmm. Ahsoka. And, like, oh, my God, the, the relationship they have. Those two, not romantic, just.
1: No, but beautiful.
0: Like, uh, man, a true partnership, you know, been yeah. through it.
1: If you don't
0: do Order 66, like if you don't listen, then it it goes against everything that they were bred or taught or
1: made. The inhibitor chip makes it even harder for them to. I mean,
0: it's kind of awful when you think about it. They were bred to fight a war. So who's right and who's wrong? The Separatists had a droid army, non sentient. Mm -hmm. The Republic had live sentient clones.
1: Yeah. It's messed up <laughs> it's when you think about it man they deserve way more respect, <laughs> yeah it's I don't know the whole situation is really kind of immoral in my opinion to like make a sentient being that is self aware only to like create them to fight war I mean, I guess they were gung- ho on it some of them obviously there's
0: Well, they took pride in what they were.
1: Yeah. This is our duty. Like, is it pride if it's been programmed into you? Like, basically, they've been brainwashing them since early age. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it calls into question all of that.
0: It's a really interesting topic because it straddles the line of did they have a choice? Did they not have a choice? How far could their choice go? And we see it when the inhibitor. I mean, if you have to put an inhibitor chip in, that means that their choice would have overcome something that had to be physically placed inside them to make sure it didn't.
1: Well, because when you fight side by side with somebody like that, you build a bond that you don't build anywhere else.
0: Exactly. You see it in countless ways. Mm -hmm. You go down with your ship. You go down with your, you know, your teammates. You go, you know, it's one. One in the same, all for one, and one for all, you know, like, <laughs> for lack Three of a better... Three musketeers. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's the sacrifice that you choose to make because they are brothers, biologically, yeah. and as part of a team working together, you know, and, and whether you, you know, an army or, what is it, legion? They mm-hmm. call themselves legions. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about because, man, some of their deaths hit really hard. Yeah. Which proves, it just proves that... They weren't all the same. We as viewers cared
1: about them individually. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes the... Honestly, it made Revenge of the Sith that much harder to watch. Right?
0: (laughs) So much harder. It added so much more depth because now we know what was going on. Yeah. And now we know so much history leading up to, you know, that command being given. It's crazy.
1: It was really... Like, it didn't even occur to me... Until I watched it after watching Clone Wars. It was years ago. And then I rewatched Revenge of the Sith. And I got really upset during the Order 66 part. Because it's like, you know all the Jedi then that they show. When you first see Revenge of the Sith, when it came out in the theaters, you don't really know who any of these people are. Yeah, right.
0: right. And now
1: they all have backstories. And we know who the clones are, who are with them. Yeah, You know, like Wolf and Plo. Yes. So It's just awful to
0: watch it. Here's a what if. And I don't know that I could answer this. So I'm interested to hear if you have an answer and what it is. What would have happened if Rex had been anywhere in proximity to Anakin when Order 66 went down? Do you think, what do you think would have happened? I think about this. It keeps me up at night. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think about all the times that they helped each other out. I mean, I
1: don't know because Cody turned on. But Cody immediately turned on Kenobi. It didn't even give it. I mean, but Rex was aware that the chips existed. But even we see in episode or season seven, he still succumbs to yeah, I mean, the he inhibitor was, chip. Yeah. I think that the best place for him to be was where he was because Ahsoka was able so to save him. If he had been with Anakin, because it's during Revenge of the Sith, the beginning of the movie, Revenge of the Sith takes place at the same time, you know, as season seven finale. Yes. I think Rex would have been lost. Yeah, because, I do too. Because with Cody is a good example, Cody and Obi-Wan have been in life-threatening situations and they have saved yep. each other over and yep. over. Even in Season 7, the last arc, the first time you see Obi-Wan, he saves Cody's life by stopping that yeah. missile that's coming right for him. Yeah. Didn't stop Cody from trying to kill him. No.
0: And it makes me wonder... I mean, there's a bunch of differences right there in the clones. Like, Rex struggled. Cody didn't think twice, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't judge them either of them for it. It's no. just a
1: question in my mind. Like It's something they can't... I don't think it's something they're in control of. No. And you see that in Bad Batch. I don't know if you've gotten to that episode yet where Rex is trying to help them all get their chips out and Wrecker mm. is like... The whole couple of episodes, he's, like, grabbing his head and saying, oh, I've got a headache. I'm like, yeah. this is not good. <laughs> this is not going to go well. No, nope. And, like, he starts to turn, and Omega keeps saying, like, fight it. Like, it's not you. This is not you. And he can't control it. Right. Even right. though deep down, I, that's the thing I wonder, is if you take the chip out, and I need to watch the end of Bad Batch because I'm not mm-hmm. caught up, so please don't judge me. But, um... Are they aware of what they were feeling while they were like under its influence? So it's like, are you aware that you're doing something against your own will or not aware of that at all?
0: I think it would be safer to not be aware. I bet you they yeah, weren't aware. Probably. I, I bet they were engineered to not be aware. Now whether they became aware, they mm-hmm. were in they they reached enlightenment. Yeah. I think, you know, that's interesting because has anyone seen Westworld? And I if you haven't. have You know what I'm talking about, but I won't, it's not going to spoil anything. It's not going to get too into it. But basically at the heart, you're taking robots and making them sentient and giving them a choice Mm -hmm. in how the outcome of their life pans out. And they're engineered to begin as obedient, programmable, erasable, and reprogrammable, right? But then you can't stop the becoming aware and becoming enlightened and the things that it's the natural progression of things. It's so I think, AI. maybe,
1: <laughs> right. It's the whole plot of Blade Runner and um, Battlestar Galactica. To yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's a much larger conversation. It's interesting to think about though. I, You know, yeah.
1: clones aren't machines, but the whole idea of like machines becoming sentient and becoming aware of their feelings. Yeah. Well, it's like Her. Also, have you seen that movie where the the operating system basically learns and adapts, which that technology oh. already exists. Google oh, yes. learns and adapts. Every time you Google something, it is adapting. Yes. So, yeah, that uh, the whole idea is it's already a thing. It's real.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I want a Rex. And I don't mean to minimize. I just want a friend like Rex. You know, I want somebody who's always in. He's there. He's got my back. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Who doesn't want to wreck? Great character. I love that. I mean, wow.
0: We've come to appreciate all of these individual clones as individuals, and I think that's what they deserve. And maybe that's the lesson. That's the lesson. Mm -hmm. Period. Like they're not what did the quote say? Let me reread it. You you'll find that they are immensely superior to droids. Well, yes. R2 would think differently, but you know (laughs) (laughs) They are totally obedient, which we know they're not. Right. Taking any order without question, maybe some of them. At some
1: point, but I think over time they
0: adapt and grow. So my question is, do is the adapting and the growing and the becoming sentient, if you if you will, mm-hmm. inevitable? Even if you program them in in the beginning? Like
1: Well, so in in programming, when I was taking computer science classes, your AI is only as smart as the person who invents it. Mm, However, I'm not sure that's true anymore because algorithms Mm and like adaptable algorithms, it is possible that they could surpass like human intelligence. So yeah, yeah, I kind of think it is inevitable because that's the nature of evolution, whether or not it's invented or it's organic. Yeah. Yeah or computer mechanical mm-hmm. whether it's an ai or it's a, a consciousness i do think they adapt that's just how the universe works right i think so too yeah so uh, yeah i think it is inevitable and some maybe adapt differently or faster than others mm-hmm. but that's how mm-hmm. every human is everybody's different absolutely you and have just because the they're clones who... doesn't mean that they're not human you know no not at all
0: no the, the reason we're here is because they're human they're not droids Right, right. <laughs> They're far superior to droids. <laughs> right. You know, so I, you know, we there's several episodes where we just see some clones are cut in half, some are squished, some are crushed, yeah. some are just mauled down. They're just Yeah, it causes me
1: pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, Star Wars causes pain. (laughs) But also, that's just cinematic, right? So if you stop and think about every bad guy or every character that is collateral damage in a movie, like, technically, they're all people with backstories, you know? Yeah. it's particularly hard with the clones, though, because you do take time. They are not just the background stormtrooper, right? The, the yes. faceless, soulless, right. roomful, which we've seen in the sequels. Stormtroopers aren't necessarily soulless. Right. They're actually right. scripted and taken from birth and brainwashed, so it's equally nefarious. But Wait, are we talking stormtroopers or Jedi? Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the way it's you phrased a it, point. it could have
0: went either way.
1: Yeah. it's a th- It makes you think. It's a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Well, I, uh, I explore that a bit in my fanfics because I think it's a mm-hmm. bit weird. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's all in how you're brought up
1: taught well the council's always saying you're too old we can't take people who are too old yeah right. because they're too old to be brainwashed which is not true. Right. you can brainwash anyone of any age but like absolutely the fuck <laughs> what was your favorite clone episode do you have a favorite clone episode clone episode hmm that's a good question i mean the the last of season seven was pretty fucking great. oh yeah yeah
0: Oh, especially when they all have Ahsoka's.
1: Ugh, yeah. When they're all standing in
0: their ranks, I know it makes it so much harder. Yeah, it's, it's just all terrible. the when
1: they turn on her, and she's trying. The, she and Rex are trying not to hurt anyone. When he, I can't remember if he takes his helmet off or if she takes it off of him, and he's crying. That moment doesn't like, he fall and hit his head? Well, but it's at the very end where they're in the hangar, oh. and they have to oh, figure yeah, out yeah, how yeah. to get out. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I. It doesn't matter what you think. They're going to try and kill you. We still Mm -hmm. have to fight. And she's like, I'm not killing anybody. And you can see the conflict. She takes his helmet off and he's got tears running down his face. And it's like. Beautiful. It's amazing. It's like he knows that there's no way to stop this. And he doesn't want to kill his brothers, but it's really kill or be killed. What a terrible scenario to be in. Terrible. Terrible to put any living being in that
0: situation, you know. Yeah.
1: But I do like the M- M'Bara arc is also great. I love that. Yeah. I I really, really love it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah, it's hard. I don't watch it very often because it's very no, it's, like the anxiety comes up in my throat with that one. It's
0: so aggravating. I never I never just sit and grimace as hard and like grit my teeth and get so <laughs> angry about anything that's fake in my entire life as I do
1: that arc. Well, we've all worked for somebody who's like Krill.
0: A hundred percent. We've all had a boss like that guy. And not only that, but his chin, that wobbly <laughs> fat chin just makes me hate him even more. Because you know you can picture someone in your mind that you don't like, that has that big, you just want to punch it. It's like, like
1: a pelican.
0: <laughs> yeah, a pelican chi- Oh my God. Not that we hate pelicans. We love pelicans. Pelicans are great. What is it? No. Nah- what the hell? They made him visually unappealing for a reason. Yeah,
1: he's he, and he has got the, like, multiple arms. Multiple arms. It's like, are you a crab or a spider
0: or a what are you? He looks, he has the face of a frog. He almost kind of looks like a, um, yeah, they. They. he almost looks like a Mon Calamari minus the eyes. He's got, yeah. like. He's the same as Dex. <gasps> That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But oh, d- but I don't Dex hate Dex. Dex is also I don't hate gross Dex.
1: looking though.
0: I just, he's very gross, but he's lovable and charming in a way that like doesn't incite violence like Krell does every time I see him on screen. You know, yes, he's just like, yes.
1: he's a diner cook. His like belly hanging out of his shirt and his like kind of stubbly beard on his face yes. for Krell, or for Dex. <laughs> For it's Dex, he's gross. like he's got the greasy
0: apron. A basilisk is, is a character created to just incite us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Terrify us, scare yeah, us, and enrage us. us. Yes. So do you have a favorite clone? Oh, a favorite clone. I have to say Rex. Yeah. I know it's kind of a hard question because <laughs> they're all it, great. But
0: it, for a lesser known, like like not the Rex and the Codys of the world, but like... Right. Waxer and Boyle. Yes, I love them. I love them. And ninety-nine. Oh, I know. Ninety-nine breaks I my mean, heart. I'm so glad they put him in as a character. Me too. It's kind of sad that he was like a reject a rejected
1: clone. Yeah, and then they kept him as a janitor. It's like I know, uh, but like you have not just like set him free to live
0: his life, like <laughs> Yeah, why God. did he have to serve anybody? He was... But he wanted to serve... That's the thing. I know. He was serving, but not in the manner that he wanted. And he wanted to be so included. Oh, my God. I- I'm going to cry just talk. I know. I love him for his sacrifice. And I love him for his his sweetness and his he was a brother to them yeah even though he never stepped foot on a true battlefield
1: i know but he was like in his moment you know having his glory and he's like i'm just like you and then they get shot
0: and (laughs) then (laughs) star wars is pain star wars is pain (laughs) and suffering
1: fucking brutal (laughs) fucking (laughs) brutal It's (laughs) it's just terrible oh god Can I ask, do they ever explain where Cody's scar comes from? Ooh, I don't think so. He doesn't have it. And then he does, like this really horrible scar. And then it like heals over time. But they never, I don't think they ever explain it. Yeah, like do they ever explain how Wolf lost his eye? (laughs) Because he's also like got an injured
0: eye. That's a good question. No. Maybe it's just, you know, cheap. We fight in war we have scars we get
1: scars for <laughs> yeah. no apparent reason yeah
0: right <laughs> we'd love to hear your thoughts tell us what your favorite clone moment is if you can narrow it down to one or two we'd love to know we told yeah. you ours. I know there's so many moments to choose from, but can you think of a favorite moment or a moment that stands out in your mind that is centered around our boys, the clones? Yeah. Or our girl. We got Omega now. I know,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Omega. She's great.
0: Yes. So, yeah, chime in. Tell us. And just a reminder, don't forget to send us your Q&As. What would you like to ask us? Ask Lauren and I anything you want. Within reason, We don't promise um, to answer everything. <laughs> yeah, just because you ask us doesn't mean we'll answer it. But we really do want questions from the audience. We'll do a whole episode of answering your questions, so give us what you can.
1: Next week, grab your blankets and a cozy drink because we are going to cuddle up and talk about what things in Star Wars we turn to when we need some comfort or some self-care. Because Leanne and I both have often said that we... We use Star Wars as a comfort item, and I'm sure there's lots of people out there as well. So we're going to talk about the things that we find comforting in Star Wars.
0: Self-care with Star Wars. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone could benefit from that.
0: I think so, too. It'll be a good episode, a cozy episode.
1: Yes. (laughs) Last week on the show, we discussed why Leanne and I do not believe Obi-Wan Kenobi is a cinnamon bun. And I'm going to jump right to my favorite feedback that we got last week. Chiara Del Orto on YouTube said, Obi-Wan's philosophy, take limbs, not lives. Nuff said. I couldn't agree more. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com.
0: So, until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you.
1: Always. <laughs>